It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show this afternoon. Just a couple of things before we get into the meat of matters. Uh, I sent out uh, Claire Waits' book yesterday. I look fine. I know a number of you were in touch with me looking for it to Catherine Boyle and I forgot to mention that before the end of the show. Remiss of me. Hope you enjoyed, Catherine. Thanks to everybody who was in touch. And Eamon Duffy, you remember he joined us on Monday, top of the show, to tell us about... The box that was ticked when he ordered tickets and he paid the price. He got his full refund, Eamon. He was in touch with me there to tell me, well done to all concerned, all's well, that ends well, uh, about a cautionary tale. Welcome to the show this Wednesday. We're uh, packed to the rafters as usual. John Lowe, the money doctor, coming up after two and he's going to take us through a financial review for you here on Late Lunch this afternoon. But I begin today with a young woman who I met at Dip in the Nip uh, last year, last September, September 2020, I came across and all the wonderful women I met there, fantastic really. But Louise Wynne told me her little story when we were chatting on the beach and I said, well, could I come back to you at some stage to have a chat about this? She said, sure, Jerry, but just not in the immediate term because she was dipping in the nip with a bump and she's back on the line with me now. Hello, Louise. Hello, Jerry. I presume congratulations are in order at this stage. Yeah, we have a little girl. What's her name? Nancy. And when did she arrive? December 2nd. Lovely, good on you and all well. All well, yeah. Is that your first, remind me again, or second? It's my second, I have a little boy. And what age is he? Six. Good, so you have two of them now? I have two now, yeah, keep me busy. Oh, keep you busy, but not as busy as your mother. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Tell them, how many of you were there? Sixteen. Holy God, I'm going to fall off the chair. Sixteen McKeones from Knockbridge. Sixteen McKeones from Knockbridge, yeah. And what was the breakdown, boys and girls? There's fourteen girls and two boys. Oh, I'd say the lads were spoiled with. Oh, they still are. <laughs> All these years later. And every one of you are hale and hearty. Well, we lost the sister in 2011. Oh, did you? One? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. What was her name? Olivia. Ah, oh, we remember her today. So, everyone else... Uh, Everybody else is alive and kicking. 
Good on you all. Well, I'm just thinking here, uh, Louise. You know, you hear people, they have a baby and their first baby and maybe they've only one baby or one child. And sure, the stress and the panic and, and, and all that goes along with it. And oh my God, with one, your mother. What was your mother's name? Catherine. Catherine, 16 to look after. Yeah. It's unprecedented, isn't it? It's, it's, it today it'd be an absolute rarity, wouldn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you come in in the pecking order of the 16? I'm the third youngest. Ah, so you're one of the youngest. And what's the age gap, do you mind me asking, between the youngest and the oldest? How many years? There's 20 years between the youngest and the oldest. Any twins in there? My eldest sister was a twin, but we sadly lost Jacinta at three months. I see, I see. So, But she survived, and that was the only twins in it. So, my God, that's nearly a baby a year, isn't it? Yeah. What a woman your mother is, I have to say. Oh, my God. And, yes, your, is. and your dad, your dad's not with us? No, he is, no. He's is he? Still here. Your dad's yeah. like, what's your dad's name? Dermot. Okay, so well done to both of them. And tell me... Going back that time, did he get stuck in or did Mam do most with the children and the home the way it was traditionally? Yeah, Mammy done most of the work and Daddy was out working. My God, he was working to keep 16 mouths fed and that house and that show on the road. Mother of God. Um, tell me this, uh, 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 what was dinner time like or meal times? Pot of spuds. <laughs> Had you butter? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> take it or leave it. Just dig in. Yeah. And and did you ever have like a, a, a big roast on Sunday or things like yeah. that? Had you? And we still do. All right. So that was part of it. But during the week, a big pot of spuds was the, was the mainstay, was it? But did you do it in shifts with 16 and we was all at different stages? What way did the, the grub work? Sure, it was in different stages. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have to be. You said, imagine having a number of sittings within uh, the household there. Sure, there had to be. There was no other way to do it with the 16. No. <laughs> that was dinner time. What about clothes? Were you the recipient of much hand-me-downs? I still am. <laughs> <laughs> Even at this stage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it was a thing. Sure, it had to go down the line, hadn't it? There was no other way. Oh, God, yeah. Back then, yes. Mm, because I'm sure money was tight for Mammy and yeah. Dad. Yeah. With 16 of you as well. And how did you uh, get round? H- had you transport? Had you a car? Had you a, a vehicle to take 16, yeah, 17, my dad, 18? <laughs> my dad had a car. <laughs> Must have been a truck, was it? Truck with a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> my God, 18 people to get around. So you had a car, but again, sure, you couldn't fit everybody in. It had to no. be done in spits and spats, as they say. You know, today, the way people love to go out, our families even go to a fast food restaurant with the children or out to a restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? Was yeah. was, was that ever part of your life growing up or was that just a dream? That was just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, couldn't happen. There would be no way at that stage. And um, from the youngest to the oldest, I take it the older ones then lent a hand with rearing the younger ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and did you, you know, with that gap, it's not that much of a gap, you know what I mean, really. There was one stage you were all at home, I take it, nearly. No, there wouldn't have been oh, a stage where everybody was there. I see. So some had moved out, had they, and moved on. 
Yeah. And do the younger ones, you know, have a relationship or do they have a relationship today with the older ones? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so that, that happened regardless of them moving out or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it was a help to your mum, was it, when uh, some moved on or went to work or whatever? It was a help to her. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I helped, I helped to get everything done then. And and in your house, I forgot to ask you this, this is a very important question. How many bedrooms were in the house? Three. For 16? Yeah. That's five each. Um, yeah, five in a bed. <laughs> Had just bunks? Yes. Plenty of them? Yeah. <laughs> and doubles. So what way, the boys obviously, do they have their own room and then the girls have to make do with the rest or do you just mix and match? We the mix and match some nights. <laughs> God almighty, I'd say you'd sleep through a storm if you were in a bedroom with four or five people, would you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get used to that, do you know what I mean? I, you I'm, get used to it. Yeah, I'm a sensitive sleeper. I wouldn't be able to talk. Got three bedrooms to manage with the whole lot. What about, uh, you know, in our, in our house, there's only two of us, and we, we hadn't a bath. The bath used to be put in front of the fire and we'd be fired into it on Saturday nights and scrubbed from head to toe. What about bath time with you? Um... Yeah, like that, like everybody else back then, it was once a week as well. Mm. So, uh, it, 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 again, it was done in uh, in stages. You had to manage it through with everybody. First in, first serve. <laughs> That's the policy, so it is. Yeah. Now, now looking today at, 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 at all of you, ha, you have two. Have any of the others big families? Um, well, the biggest is six. Okay. And that's big in today's times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest, but it's from that, that would be exceptional. The others, ones, twos, threes, that type twos, of thing, is it? yeah. How many grandchildren are there at this stage? I'm not totally sure, but I'm guessing I'm tipping 40 now. 40? I think we've numbered, we're 39 or 40 now. And any great-grandchildren? Uh, six. Good God, this clan just gets big, and it's yeah. going to get bigger and bigger from from all that's involved. To be honest with you, what would yeah. you say to me? You know, when you look back on it now, sure, did you didn't do us any harm, did it any of you? No, it does us no harm at all. Only good, you have to say, exactly. and and that that is so true. And people think you know that it's difficult with a small number under the one roof. What would you say? Uh, two ends to this. What would you say is the, the 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 real positive or positives of being part of a of a large family? What what's great about it, Louise? That we always have each other and somebody to fall back on when times are tough. Yeah, you have a big big crew there. And if you if you were to say a negative, was it trying to get a spud out of that pot? Or trying to get washed. Or <laughs> washed either. So that's yeah. that's the thing. Resources were scarce and you had to grab and run, as you said, or else you, you were lost. But not, not many. You wouldn't say there are many negatives in it at all. No. 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 And, um, my God, it's a remarkable. 16 children, it really is. And, and you know, I met you that day. You were doing the dip. Remind me why you were there on that day. I was there with my uh, beautiful sister, Orla, who's actually 41 today. Happy, like happy birthday to Orla. Happy birthday, um, Orla. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and we decided after all her treatment and everything she went through that we'd 
supported. Yeah, and you really did support. It was a, a memorable occasion. It's ha- it happens every year and it's so wonderful and so many take part and there's huge amounts yeah. of, of, of money raised as well. Great work put into it. Ah, it's terrific. It, it really is and it's great to see everybody giving back. So, you have two yourself now. Uh, what's the story? Would you welcome a few more like your mother did or... Ah, we'll see. (laughs) I won't catch up with her anyway. Oh, be the God you won't catch up with her (laughs) with 16 involved. It's an amazing number, isn't it? And uh, it just shows you your fond memories and you all get on and well connected. There's only good, isn't there, to say about it? That's it, only good. And now there's just an empty house with mum and dad in it. Now? Yeah, everybody's gone. Oh, my word. They must... Do they re- maybe they relish the peace and quiet and the silence, do they? Or they could have been used to it and want it back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know. But I suppose now you all do come back. There are so many of you and they have you in and out. And, and then you go to your own families and homes and they have their time to themselves too. So perhaps they have the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, they're keeping well. God, they must be so proud of you. You know, all of you. And I'm sure they are. Ah, yeah. they are. They are. They are certainly indeed. They're wonderful, wonderful people. I'm sure you're well known the length and breadth of the Wee County and beyond and uh, further afield. Uh, the McKeown's from Knockbridge. 16 <laughs> children. Oh, my. Oh, my. What a story it is. Anyway, look, at. I know you're busy with the little one and the other lad there. Thank you. You, you made a promise that you'd have a wee chat with me on the show. When? I did, surely, uh, baby, yeah. You're out, and you're a woman of your word, like the rest That's of the family sure. as well. <laughs> Listen, God bless you, Louise. Thanks for talking Thank to me you, on the Jerry. show today. Thank Take you. care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. What a remarkable family. 16. Anybody listening to us today can approach that number from a similar sized family. Anyone over the 10, let's say, in children, you know, even over five or six today is remarkable. But anybody. Uh, on a par with the 16 McKeones from Knockbridge. Anybody listening to us today comes from a big family as well. 10 plus or that. If you have, maybe you'd let us know and get in touch with us. 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Or you can call in on 041-983-2000. And if you know of a family, let us know. If you're a mum or a dad of a family... Or you're one of the siblings. We'd love to hear from you on Late Lunch. At the moment, leading the way with 16 children of the McKeones from Knockbridge. There's nobody out there with more than 16. I don't think so. Let's see. Josie Gargan. Hello, Josie. Has WhatsApped us in and said, There's 16 in my family, Jerry, and around 130 grandchildren. Oh, my God. The Malloys in Castle Bellingham we're hearing about. 18 fine children, says a listener. <sighs> Jerry, that was some family, uh, says uh, Bernie O'Sullivan. Hello, Bernie. Uh, I come from 12, 40 grandchildren and 15 great-grandchildren. Louise, they're big families, aren't they? Big, big families. They're huge families. They're huge. Yeah. They really are. They're, they're more. Oh. Do you come from a big family? 086 1800 <laughs> Imagine trying to pair your socks. <laughs> oh, Lord <laughs> Almighty. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get a pair of socks. That's true. You know, you would be lucky listening to Louise there. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us to the show. There's a Joyce family in Bellustown. They've 17, says another listener. Oh, they're coming in thick and fast. Was there here. still are loads of big families. Big families. There. there you are. That really surprised me. It really does. Talking about socks, I take it you had your jelly bag on this morning. Mm, jelly bag of uh, wine gums? 
Jelly bag. Jelly bag. Wine gums, like the ones that you buy two euro in a shop. You're joking. Are, are, are you joking? Do you know what I'm talking about? A jelly bag? Jelly bag? Yeah, full of wine gums. Jellies. Do you know what a jelly bag is? Yeah, I love them. Two euro in a shop, you get loads of them. Jellies in a bag? Jellies in a bag, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a cold morning, Louise, a frosty morning, a jelly bag. Folks, folks. <sighs> Something you put on a horse? Oh, no. You don't know what you know what you actually don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Oh, no Seriously, care. you don't know what I'm talking about, I folks. Anybody, anybody out there, help us. I won't. I won't say. Can you help Louise? Would somebody out there tell Louise what a jelly bag is? Haribos. <laughs> no, you're on the wrong. T- <laughs> Jesus, you're on the wrong track altogether, folks. Help me here. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight. Just somebody pop a text into me now, will you? And and just say, tell Louise what a jelly bag is. Jeez, me, I'm thinking here. Maybe they don't know out there. WhatsApp or text us 086-1800-658. A jelly bag. Does anyone in late lunch land know what I'm talking about when I say a cold morning and are you wearing your jelly bag? Does anybody out there know what I'm saying? Now I'm worried. Oh, 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 look. Look at WhatsApp. Look at WhatsApp. Bang, 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 bang. Louise, will I tell you? A hat. Yes. Did you not know that? No. A hat. It is a hat. It is. It's How a is a jelly bag a hat? A jelly bag head, is a hat, Louise. Does your head wobble when you put it on or something? <laughs> I suppose it could. A jelly bag. A you hat. never heard the term jelly bag in relation what to a hat. Like? A hat is a hat. Like a woolly hat. With it's, a bobble. It, it's, it's a woolly hat with a bobble. Yeah, that's a jelly bag. A bobble a bobble hat. A bobble hat. Well, that might be an, that might be another name for it. Why oh. are you calling it a do, do you jelly know a be- bag? Do you know a beanie? A je- yeah, don't tell me that's real name is a jelly bean. No, hat. a beanie is a hat, <laughs> but it's a beanie with a bobble on it. I'm talking about a jelly bag. Every, everyone knows what a jelly bag is. Yes, look at them flying in there. They do. They know what I'm saying. I've never, never heard of a jelly bag hat. Oh, in the name. A jelly bag hat. Sounds like something out of a, should be in a Christmas cartoon or something like that. The jelly bag family. <laughs> Wearing jelly bag hats and jelly bag coats. It's a jelly bag. A jelly bag is a hat. A jelly bag is a hat. A jelly bag is a hat. And there's no doubt about it. It is a hat. And uh, thank you indeed to everybody who's been in touch with us to, <laughs> to educate our Louise. To educate our Louise that uh, a jelly bag is a hat. It is indeed. I, we always called them jelly bags when I was growing up, to be honest with you. Uh, that's all we ever knew them as. I know you hear beanies now and... And that bobble you mentioned. What did you say? A bobble hat to me. Yeah, bobble, you know, a hat with a bobble on it. But jelly bag was the colloquial term, to be honest with you, that we always used for the hat. There you are. Louise has learned today. It's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's not silly at all. It's what everybody called it. Why? Oh, you, I, I knew. Why is it called a jelly you, bag? You, hat? you, 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 jelly were, bag, you were, a, you were aristocracy. You, you didn't know what jelly bags were. I don't think. I did. The full jellies. <laughs> <laughs> a woolly a hat is something on your head. A, a jelly wo- bag look, is something. Look, look, not look at Willie Smith there. Look, Willie. Thanks, Willie. <laughs> a woolly hat, Louise. Yeah, with the bobble. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think Louise. Send me a j- in a picture. Anybody got a jelly bag hat? Of course they have jelly bag hats. People have loads of them. All right, she's... Do you know what she's like? She wants to really, like, push this home. She wants a picture now. Could anyone WhatsApp us a picture of your jelly bag, please? I know we're being demanding today. Oh, I see six. somebody sent in there. Just even Google doesn't know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 086-1800-658. WhatsApp Everybody us. Everybody never heard of a jelly Come bag. Come on. 
had. Maybe it wasn't a Navin thing, but at this neck of the woods on the east coast, it certainly was. 086-1800-658. Will you WhatsApp her in a picture of jelly bag? Will we sort this out once and for all? We'll come back to the large families. We're getting lots of messages about big families across the northeast and beyond. Fergal, Mary, hello, Fergal. He knows the McKeones well. We were talking to Louise, top of the show. And just says, Jerry, they're simply wonderful family. The jelly bag, Louise. Eddie Joyce, <laughs> our friend Eddie, says he has no idea what a jelly bag is. It must is. be a drawhead out, well, cantaloupe, ho- ho- is it? Hold on, don't jump to conclusions for a moment. Um, he says he heard of a monkey hat, all right, and somebody else did too. Jerry, I'm a 74-year-old woman and I never heard of a jelly bag in my life. Another one says, Louise is right. It's a stupid name, says somebody else, for a monkey hat. Get lost, <laughs> whoever you are. I've never heard of a monkey hat either. Oh, my God almighty. Maddie and Navin never heard of it either. A beanie, a bobble hat, Jerry. Even Google doesn't <laughs> doesn't know what a jelly bag is. Oh, it does. Google a little bit more carefully, and and you will find out. And we're getting the picture. See that? I showed you the picture there. Mm. That's 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 a jelly bag with the tassel on top. Looks like a woolly hat. hat or <laughs> well, bobble hat. Well, that was the name. And I have to read this one to you. Thank you, John and Drahade. Tommy Tiernan wears one a lot of the time, though he might not call it a jelly bag either, like Louise, because he's from Navin too. <laughs> maybe Navin people were too posh to call them jelly bags. Good <laughs> on maybe you, we're so poor we never had one in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. used to go around with her hands on her heads to keep it warm. <laughs> they made jelly in jelly bags. That's what they did. I know that that's another name for two. And they, they I, I get it. I do get it now because one lady wrote in and said it's after a jelly mould and the shape. So I yes. can't see the shape, but why not call it a jelly mould bag? <laughs> jelly mould bag. Jelly mould bag. You wouldn't bag put it on your head. That's the only thing. Anyway, we'll come back to the jelly bag and the big family shortly. Standing by, he's one of our great friends on late lunch. And for the 17th year in a row, it's out. The Financial Bible, The Money Doctors 2022. Mr. John Lowe, Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jerry, and really nice to talk to you again. Although I, you can see me on vision on, on Zoom, but I can't see you. No. John, let's begin, and I'm going to take you through this, and I know we're going to talk about certain things that are very important, but look, we hear on the news there, inflation is at its highest ever. Can I begin by asking you this? And we have questions in for you already. The new year are coming today, and I'm going, to, I'm going to get to a few of them. As regards saving, John, be it a lump sum or a monthly, you know we used to do the monthly savers and that as well. Yeah. John, yeah. are there any options there for people? Well, there, there still is the regular saver account, Jerry, in all the banks, actually. But the very best of them is a bank that's going to be gone by uh, the third quarter of this year, Ulster Bank. And, Jerry, it's 0.85%. Now, if you uh, are fortunate enough to be able to number one save and, and do it for the full year, at the end of the year, with the dirt tax taken off, you're looking at just over half a percent. So it's not exactly attractive, you know, um, that's the first thing. And that's the best of them, by the way, the very best demand account where you've got money into a deposit account and you can take it out anytime you want, 0.01%. Take the dirt tax off that, you're looking at 0.0067%. Really attractive, isn't it? Oh, we're going to be made up on that. So what do you say to people who want to save? What do you do? Well, it depends on what kind of saving they want to do. If you're if you're talking about saving for next Christmas, you know that's as good as any account because it, it's short term, relatively short term. But if you're talking about something a bit longer, like say you've got kids in in you know the seven, eight, nine, and they've got third level coming ahead, if you put your uh, child benefit away every month, 
uh, from the time the child was born to the time it stops, which is the 18th birthday, you'd have accumulated, Jerry, 28,560 euro. You are still 14,000 shy of sending that same child to third level. It's 42,000. Mm. So it's all about planning. So therefore, something like a regular stock market saver account would be a far, far better idea whereby you're putting money into managed funds yep. and over a period of time, um, that'll grow. Let me just say this, that the stock market from 1991 to 2020, 30 years, the average growth, believe it or not, was 10.72% every year. Mm. So that's so a me- significant figure. It is. It is absolutely. And even if you take the uh, the withdrawal tax away from that of 41%, you're still left with well over 6.5%. Mm. You know, so it's certainly worth considering if you ha- want anything over five years. Any of those uh, stock market investments, there's usually a penalty, Jerry, in the first five years on a reducing basis. So 5% in the first year, 1% in the last year. Um, in the sixth year, there's no penalty. So if you look at, for instance, the equivalent of that on a deposit is the 10-year national solidarity bond from NTMA. A lot of people think it's the on-post uh, uh, bonds. Yeah. But this is NTMA, the National Treasury Management Agency. And it's a good one. It's 10% into your fist at the end of 10 years. Sounds like a lot, but when you analyze it, it's actually 1.43% per annum uh, gross. Mm. So, I mean, it's that's the very, very best deposit rate in the country, by the way, that is. But you've got to wait for 10 years for it. And if you take your money out, you defeat the purpose of putting it in there in the first place because you lose all the interest on that uh, investment that you've taken out, you withdraw Okay, so the best option if you're looking for saving over the long term, if you're thinking about college fees for something else, is to look at the stock market and the vehicles that are in there and talk to the likes of yourself or an advisor about that. Now, come on to the other side of things, the borrowing. Let's start with a a mortgage. And uh, uh, we have a question in from a listener. They have paid down their mortgage quite a bit and they have savings and they want to know today, John, should they clear the mortgage? Well, a lot depends on the interest rate. If they're on a tracker, I wouldn't dream of paying off a tracker. Right. Uh, and even some of the, the low rates now. I mean, people um, who have mortgages really should be analysing their rates, um, what they're paying, what term is left. Because, you know, a lot of people are still up at 35 to 4% on a standard variable rate. And they don't realise that they can shop around and get rates of 1.9%, one95 fixed for three, five, seven years, mm. fixed rates. These are fantastic rates. Not quite the tracker, because you remember the tracker is about 1%, uh, half a percent was the best rate uh, over the ECB rate, which is still currently, by the way, 0%, and likely to stay zero, by the way, uh, to, to reassure all those mortgage holders. Um, I can't see it going up despite inflation. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's better in your pocket. So now is a good time uh, to review your mortgage. And the three things, Jerry, that you've got to do. Number one, are you still loan to value 80%? So does if you've got a property worth 500,000, um, have you got borrowings of less than 400? That's the first thing. You need 80% or less. Number two, can you still afford to, to justify that mortgage with your income? Divide your income or multiply your income by 3.5 times to see whether you can still actually go to a lender and say, yes, I can afford and justify my mortgage. The third thing is then your your um, credit history. So there's a new body in, Jerry that took over from the ICB, which is the Irish Credit Bureau.ie, which kind of finished there last year. And it's called the Central Credit Register 
www.ie. I made one mistake, by the way, in, a, in, a, in an article I wrote, and I put www.ccr.ie, which apparently it was a, a Christian um, school, a Christian brother school down in, in uh, I think, uh, Tipperary County. Tipperary, <laughs> but, but in fact, CCR for me is only one thing, Credence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, it's actually centralcreditregister.ie. Okay. So and it's free. Anybody wants to look up their own credit history to see if they got any blemishes or bits, blips on, on their credit history, you yeah. can just send yeah. her, uh, ring them up or you can email them. And what you do is you wait three or four days to, uh, to get, you have to have your, your name, your address and your date of birth. They're the three things you want. They want, and then they'll send you a report, and then you'll find out whether you've still got a, a, a tickety-boo credit history. Yes. So and- you need that. If you have any kind of a, a missed payment, like, you know, how many people that like Christmas comes up and they've got a car loan and they say, ah, I made two payments in January, but I'll, I'll stop it this month because I, I need that for the... And suddenly that's five years. They've got, they're there for five years. And anytime they go looking for another loan, they say, uh-uh, sorry, you, you, you've, you've missed the payment. Isn't that and, uh, shocking? Isn't it really? But it's only a small thing. But yet, as you say, it affects your credit rating and will affect your ability to switch lender. It, it will affect your ability to do anything of a financial nature. Of a financial nature. Okay, and that's an important message to get across today. Don't miss those little payments. Yeah, absolutely. Once you've committed to a loan, stick to it. Um, I mean, you, you, you know, even if, for instance, you go to a, a lender and say, even a car loan, um, I, I, I'm being put on short time, and they, they kind of not freeze it, but they, they, they put it on a hold for a couple of months. That's recorded, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. And it, it will unfortunately go against you. Now, you've written extensively, you've, you've touched on it there, and I want to come to it about cars, because a lot of people change the cars at this time of the year, upgrade, whatever, trade in, uh, buy new. Uh, what's your advice there? Because there are a number of options. We've talked about the PCP before. There's the uh, uh, the garage themselves have a financial uh, division now. You have your local bank, you have your credit union. Where is best to look for a car loan? Well, I think, you know, the PCP is dangerous, actually, Jerry. We've discussed this before as well. I mean, you, you really got, uh, you have to put up about up to 30% of the purchase price first. And then you get a small monthly repayment for three years. And then at the end of three years, you've got three choices. You either hand the car back, you either pay a lump sum, which could be up to 30%. And that's a, a significant amount of, of money that people generally don't have. And the third option then is just to roll it over get a brand new car and keep the loan going. And that means you've got a never-ending loan, which mm. is not good news for, for a lot of people. The credit union, in fairness to them, they have very good rates. But secondly, it's, it's, it, you, you, you're not paying off a loan. You're paying it over the period. So you can go three or four years, depending on what kind of a car you're going. A lot of the, the, the electric vehicles now are quite expensive. So you're, you're not going to kind of probably be able to afford an electric car over a two or three year period, you might need more, four or five. Mm. But electric cars are certainly the thing uh, that's coming in. Um, I'm very fortunate enough to have one. I, I changed mine last uh, August and um, it does 511 kilometers per single charge, Jerry. That's great. Yeah, that is great. And that is the way to go on their incentives and helps there as well. But the credit union you're, you're a fan of. John, just wait there. Short break to take. And we're coming back with okay. John and we're going to touch on utility bills, pensions and will. Stay with us on Late Lunch. We're dipping into his knowledge and his years of it. Yes, the money doctor, John Lowe, is with us on the show. John, I was uh, doing my end of year stuff uh, actually last evening and looking across everything. And John, 
I know you're an advocate with utility bills of switching, but I got one real shock from all the bills. My electricity virtually doubled last year. Well, that was right across the board, Jerry. Actually, um, and for obviously, obviously reasons, you know, that uh, energy costs have gone through the roof, literally. Um, and there's nothing, unfortunately, that we can do about it. They're not coming down anytime soon, I might add. Um, but it's still important that you still shop around. You'll still find economies from one uh, provider, one utility provider to another. And it's worth doing that. It's worth doing that exercise, always. I have to say to you, I'm with board, gosh, put my cards on the table. But you know what I love about them? They give double value on the club card points from Tesco, which I always put towards my electricity. Uh, that's a very good. That's a very good usage as well. Well done. I I, I would, have, I you know certainly agree with that. Yeah. Uh, to put it against your because you're you're saving money basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's a real help. I just mentioned that because I get great value out of it, and that probably leaves me a little reluctant to move. You know what I'm saying when I have that. The others don't offer that. Well, uh, absolutely. I I will say one thing by the way about you know just on on, on electric cars across the road from me. I'm in Stavanger, as you know, and. Right opposite the, the, the office, the, about 40 yards away, there's an overflow car park. Mm. But there's a bus stop right in front of it. And behind the bus stop, Jerry, there are seven new EV chargers and they don't charge a penny for it. Mm. So I, I bring my car down there and I get a full charge for absolutely nothing. Oh, John Lowe, you're too cute altogether. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to think about that one. But listen, let's move to pensions because always okay. when we when we say the value is still in investing in a pension, it's great. There's a great return, isn't there? It's an absolutely fa- it is the best investment, Jerry. And I, I keep saying this uh, in, in the country. When you think about it, if you're on the 40 percent tax rate, for every 100 euros that you're going to put into your pension, the government is going to give you back 40 euros into your hand. So effectively, it means that you're up 40%. So you could allow your, your investment to drop by 40% and you'll still be okay. But as it happens, the stock market is still roaring ahead. So you're up 40%, plus if you got that 10.72, that's 50% um, You know, in one year. There is no return of any nature of any other investment that can give you that kind of return. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is we are on a time bomb. I keep saying this. Lots of things are happening. There are less than 45% of the of the country have a pension uh, of any sort. The other 55% are hoping that this um, uh, state pension is going to stay there forever. But I can tell you there are something like 680,000 people right now who are over the age of 66. In 30 years' time, there'll be three times that number, 1.8 million. Now, we're living longer, healthier, uh, playing golf, going to football matches, doing all sorts of things that make our lives that much better. We need money. Um, and, and our life expectancy now is up at like 85 or something around that age. But the thing here is that, you know, for every worker um, or person who is retiring, there were five workers this year, five workers. In 30 years time, Jerry, there'll be two and there'll be three times the amount of people retiring. Mm. So it's simply it, it's not rocket science to work out. There simply won't be enough money in the government coffers to actually pay that state pension. It will be abolished within 25 years. So the message today is invest in a pension. It's a no brainer all round. Now, a will. We spoke about this. It's in your new book this year and it's a big part of it as well. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to make a will with the money, doctor. 
Well, it's interesting, you know, that it's come up again because there's a bill, um, Jerry, going through the Senate at the moment, and that enforces people to not only make a will, but to register with a state body. That's going through called the, the Registration of Wills Bill 2021 in the Senate at the moment. So therefore, um, you know, there's, uh, there's going to be a, a, a clamour for people to actually make a will. But it makes sense. Anybody who has children or who has assets over 25,000, they should make a will anyway, no matter what age they are, young or old. 70% of the people in this country don't have a will. And 99% of those 70% have simple estates. That's what you own and non-complicated relationships. So it is the simplest thing to do, uh, to undertake and do it yourself. So I introduced last August um, a, an eight uh, document will package. So there are six will templates, for instance. Um, so in your case, for instance, you'd be married or civil union with adult children. That's your template. You could be single with no children or single with uh, children under 18. Uh, and that template is there. Plus then you get, and that's a word documentary, very important that I stress that because you download this and there's a, even a feature on the website uh, whereby you can find out how to download. A lot of people don't even know what the word download means. So you download this package, you can pull up then your will template, which is a Word document on your PC or on your laptop. So you're in control. You're not going to go to my website and put down some very important, sensitive information on, on, a, on a website that you don't know. So this is on your own laptop, your own thing. So you've got a second Word document, and it's the list of assets and personal information. This is a six-page document to, to you know document your property, your accounts, your PC passwords, your mobile phone password, your favorite golf clubs that you want to give to your favorite nephew, whatever you have, it's all in that six-page document. And you put that with the will. You find two witnesses. There's all the information there about what you have to do, being a sound mind, all the rest of it, and what, what is required when you're talking about two witnesses. Uh, but once you've done that document, put it up safely in a filing cabinet, fireproof safe, and let your executor or executrix know where it is, because they need that document uh, when you pass on mm. to do the pro. And the probate, Jerry, can I just say this about probate? Probate is the easiest thing in the world to do. You know, to give you a clue, if you were to apply for the application form from the probate office and you do it online, uh, the web link is www.courts.ie forward slash applying hyphen probate hyphen without hyphen solicitor. So as I said, that, that's a clue that you don't need a solicitor to do the, the probate. And the cost of this package, and there's all sorts of things with it, including the chapter from my book called Coping with Bereavement, everything there to help you and support you throughout this whole uh, transaction. It's 50 euros, Jerry, plus fast. Done and dusted and you're sorted. And that's from money, moneydoctors.ie forward slash wills or okay. just go to the website yes. and you'll see it on, on the menu all bar. the all the information is there for sure yeah. i know as well look at what out of time we'll come back to other things later on it's just to give a flavor for and a run over of what's in the bible this year the money doctors 2022 bright yellow you can't miss it in the bookshops it's available everywhere and i congratulate you again on making this available to transition year students and to all students later on this year it's a wonderful gesture john yeah, I'm really pleased about that because 60,000 of them will download that book 
next September for free. Um, and then every year after that, they will be downloading that. Book oh, fantastic. It's wonderful. And John Lowe has given us three signed copies of The Money Doctors 2022 to give away to you on late lunch this afternoon. You won't go wrong with this book. Here's my question. John, you have to stay there. And Louise is oh, listening yeah. to this question as well. This is a really difficult question because I look into Studio One and Louise Walsh is wearing a jelly bag now wherever she got it. And my question is to listeners today, we've been chatting about this, you've heard us, John, where on your person would you wear a jelly bag? Answers, please, to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658. Where on your person would you wear a jelly bag? John Lowe, you're not to answer. I know you don't know the answer, but anyway, (laughs) we're going to leave it there today. See you on a golf course soon. Yes, very much so. And thank you so much, Jerry, as always, for your for your help. And, Not uh, at all. Uh, you're, you're, you have to be my favourite interviewer. Oh, you know God so, bless you. you. I'm, I'm, I'm blushing here. I'm nearly the colour of uh, Louise's hat. Anyway, John, talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks. Take so care, John. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's John Lowe, the money doctor. The question for the book it's rocket science. Where would you wear a jelly bag? Here. Where did you get that hat? In the name of God, I looked into Studio One and there she is with the jelly bag on her head. I thought that you were going to fall off je- the chair at the laughter. <laughs> I nearly did. <laughs> that is a jelly bag. Did you post that picture? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's up on social media. Mm. That's what we're talking about. That is a jelly bag that you're wearing there. There now. There right. you go. My anyway, hat. Somebody, somebody else says <laughs> it's a draw to saying, Jerry. Well, is it? Is it? Well, we're going to. It's a great. It is a great thing. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think it is. And, and we always called it as such. A very interesting book came my way late last year. And I took a note of it and said, I must come back to it, please, God, in the new year. And I am today. It's called The Deep End, A Journey with the Sunday Gospels in the Year of Luke. And it's co-written by Jane Mellett and Trina Doherty. And Trina Doherty, who's originally from Kells in County Mead, joins me on the line. Hello, Trina. Hi, Jerry. Thanks a million for having me on. Not at all. And just to tell them, you're a journalist, writer, editor, and you work with asylum seekers, refugees and vulnerable women and children. Really, really worthy work, may I say. But let's come to the book and talk to you about it. You know, I was thinking about this. I was an altar boy in my time many moons ago, and you can imagine the amount of masses I attended and served. And then as a grown up, as an adult with my children, I attended church. And you know, when you go to church and that at times, you, you, you're inclined to switch off. Do you know what I, you, you do know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've all, or anybody who, who grew up, I suppose, going to church has all had that, you know, that experience that you're talking about there that we, we you know, we might go along to, to Mass or to church and we hear, we hear the readings and we hear the Gospels. And mm. I suppose if we're only hearing them maybe in that context, it's kind of, it's hard to link them together and kind of, um, you know, reflect on them or see yes. them as part of, part of the bigger story. Yes. So and you, and, and, and may, we were very conscious of, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, exactly, that's what that's what really brought you two to this book and to publish as well. And may I say, because I've had the book a little while, it's opened my eyes. I want to say that today to you because I've been able to do exactly what you said, read them quietly, absorb them. And you know what's come across to me, which I, I, can't, I couldn't believe, it's it's estimated, you know this, Luke lived, what, around AD 85? He was known as the physician. He spoke in parables. But by God, they're relevant to today, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, that's something that even came out much more for me 
while we were writing the book. I mean, I, I studied theology and we would have studied scripture and, you know, we did, we did quite a bit of that. But just get, getting the chance, I suppose, to sit down and look at the gospel as as a kind of a, you know, a text or as a, as a body of work, um, that really came across to us how how many of the questions that are raised in it are so relevant today. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much in Luke about... Um, kind of challenging the, the, the unjust structures mm. of the time, and that's something that's so relevant to us today. So that's something that we've, we've tried to to draw out a bit in, in this collection as well. Oh, you certainly have. One that springs to mind, and it's sadly really relevant in the context of what happened to Ashling Murphy and all that's been going on since uh, this week. It's uh, I just uh, refer back to it. It's on page 26 of the book, you know, about women's voices and being heard and the importance of women. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Jane and I, um, well, we've, we've, we studied together in, in Maynooth years ago and we've, we've worked together on, on different projects over the years. But we, one of the, the reasons that we went ahead um, with, with um, looking to get this published is that we were, we were so conscious that there are very few women who are writing in this field. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of women will know that it's it's not always easy to be a woman in the church, and you know that there's a history there of of women's voices not being heard, I suppose. And um, you know we're really conscious of that. And a lot of the similar books of this type, with with reflections on the gospels and that, are written by clergy. And I mean, there's sort of, there are some wonderful ones out there, but we have a different perspective, and we wanted to kind of you know take take that fresh look at. Yeah. at the gospel from our own, obviously from our from our our background in theology and everything, but from our own perspective as well uh, as you know, mm. women who are in the church and who are living in the world. And we've tried to to bring out some of the the female characters in the gospel, um, you know, to focus on on Mary that when you refer to there, um, and you know, look at maybe some of our our images of Mary and just bring it back to the the text. What, yes, you know, what does the text say and what does Mary say, and then some of the, the female disciples later on as well that we don't always hear a lot about. We've, we've tried to draw out their mm. their role as well. You encourage us to reflect on them, then go deeper. This is the way the book is set out. Mm. Uh, and then really think about the relevance of what Luke had to say all those thousands of years ago uh, to us today. You know, life has changed, I don't have to tell you, measurably, never mind in a couple of thousand years when you talk about even in the last five years, ten years, look at the world that we live in today and how it's been uh, turned on its head. I suppose, you know, what struck me is is, is the relevance of this, as I said, when when you get into it. Um, you say, read over and over, reflect, pray, and I take it then the other thing is to try and do or carry into your life the messages. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Um, we, we've, like you say there, we've made sort of suggestions after each reflection for... Mm you know, some way that you can put it into action. Now, sometimes that will be in the form of, you know, reflection or meditation, but, you know, practical steps as well, kind of looking at, you know, what does this, what does it bring up for me? What are there, you know, ways that I can reach out to other people? Are there, you know, practical things I can do to to help other people? And in particular, that focus again on, you know, marginalised groups, um, Mm. you know, how, how even how we use resources, how we share resources. And we focus quite a bit as well on on the season of creation, which is a, a fairly new church season that takes place in September. And, you know, we're very conscious of um, of, of the need to, 
kind of care for creation and to focus on yes. on, on that area. So that's mm. something that we brought out as well. And, you know, offering little practical ways that, that maybe a parish or a community can yeah. can engage with that, that yeah. crisis. Early on in the book, you me- mentioned uh, the young girl, Greta Thunberg, who's a, yeah. a, a worldwide personality now who is just keeps banging the drum about this little planet we live on and if we don't wake up quickly what's going to happen and and, and early, the first uh, the first chapter nearly in the book stay awake is so true and do you ever feel that you know I often think of this myself especially in the context of you know the whole social media thing that really too many people are actually sleepwalking in life today mm, yes <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's it's um it's easy i suppose to to kind of shut out anything you don't want to to hear and mm. that whole thing of social media being a kind of an echo chamber that you you see what you want to see and you see your own your own views maybe reflected back at you and we're, we're not we're not maybe open to to um to everything else so yeah i mean in in that from that point of view you know greta's a fantastic example because she's she's engaging with the world mm. you know she sees she sees what's going on out there she's she's acting she's encouraged other people to act and i mean such a such a movement that's grown from from her own actions, um, yes. that sort of idea that there's, do you know, there's hope. It, it can be just little actions. It's not. It's not a case of, you know, having to take on the world. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Little, little things that we. Yeah, can do yeah, yeah, and and the book is full of that as well. Practical stuff, you know, that applies to all of our daily lives. Talking up for those who haven't a voice for themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, changing, asking people to open their hearts to change and others in different circumstances. The one thing that crossed my mind, uh, have, having read it, is, you know, the message is there such a long time. Yet, through the centuries and decades, it doesn't seem to get through at times. Look at all the awful wars and catastrophes and the way people are living and starving and persecuted in the world even to today does that not leave you feeling a little uh, despairing it does at times absolutely i'm sure like like anybody else yeah i mean when we when we see the things that have happened even in the last few years it, mm. it can it can be um yeah it can be really disheartening um i suppose um trying to kind of <laughs> Have hope in all of that mm. is um, something that something that I try and do, and something that we've we've tried to focus on in, in the book as well, because it's so easy to to kind of to get really down and to mm. let let all of that affect you. And it's all we have to engage with it, but you know we have to believe that there's there's a better way, and that most people are most people are good and are are doing the best. And and there are so many little ways, like you say, that we can. We can kind of reach out. Yes, we can you know amplify voices of of marginalised groups. Um, <coughs> yeah, and even even in in terms of our own communities, because that all sometimes seems so huge. We don't know how to do that, but just in our own communities, you know, we can we can reach yeah. out to to groups that are are marginalised. You know, to to asylum seekers, to refugees, to you know travellers, people who are just discriminated against. Mm. You know, just to, to to make our communities that sort of place of of welcome and there's yeah. so much in Luke's gospel that that speaks to that yes even, yes if we there. if we lose hope show we've lost everything it's mm. been the same during the last couple of years you've preempted uh, nearly my final question to you why Luke <laughs> why, why Luke why did you leave out Matthew and Mark uh, they feel a little bit miffed I'm sure well that was purely a matter of timing <laughs> we've, uh, we've been talking for years about um 
about but we've we've been writing actually these little reflections for for a magazine called Intercom for about the last ten years, and we had over the years we had kind of talked about doing something with them and putting them together and talked about doing a book. But anyway, we eventually mm. got around to it a couple of years back, and purely by the timing of it, there's a, there's a three year cycle. Yes, in for the church readings um, there's a, a year of Matthew a year of Mark and a year of Luke and it just happened to be when we got our act together it was it was Luke so we're actually working on the next one now we're working on Matthew for um, for the next one but mm. uh, you know even like I was saying that con- concentrating on Luke for the last year or two has just been fantastic even I've learned yes. so much just about mm. you know that vision of, of Luke that's so so inclusive, and, and yeah. you know, there'll, be, there'll be other things that come out now. While, while we're working on Matthew, we're we're trying to get ourselves in gear now for the yeah, next. Yeah, you, you, you've done a great job of interpreting, and may I say, um, bringing it to today and making it relevant to today. And and I think I can say no more about it that you've done that. You know what I mean? And you've opened my eyes and my heart, to be honest with you, with this book. Uh, and it, it's fantastic. It really is. And I think many people, if they took time to. Uh, have it and keep it in their lives, keep it nearby and, and turn to it from time to time and reflect on it, it would make a huge difference, I'm sure, uh, to life. I, I really mean that. Uh, well done to both of you Thank on you. it. That's it's, lovely. Lovely yeah. to hear. Thank you. No, not at all. Where is it available? You know, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, you, you know, the year of Luke, the deep end, where can people get it? Yeah, so it's it's published by Messenger Publications, so it's available on their website, Messenger.ie, yes. and then it's it's available in a lot of shops as well. It's on Eason's online. It's it's um yeah. It's on if it's just if you search for you'll get it. Uh, you will. The year of Luke, it'll, it'll pop up. But yeah. Messenger.ie. Yeah, I see that the problem. Messenger.ie. Year of Luke, the deep end. It's a uh, a cracking little book, I have to say. Well, look at we look forward to the next one. Uh, Matthew's happier now that he's heard that publicly that he's <laughs> not been go. ignored, and then the third will follow, I'm sure, in due course. Well oh. done to both of you, and thank you for joining us to reflect on late lunch today. Thanks very much, Sherry. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That is uh, uh, a young woman from Kells, Trina Doherty, who co-edited, co-wrote the book called Year of Luke: The Deep End. Going back to the large families, I feel my family is small, Jerry. Listening to you, there are only eleven of us. There was originally seventeen, but six died before I was born. Currently, thirty plus grandchildren, thirty-three great grandchildren, and two great great grandchildren. I'm a great uncle to two. Thank you indeed for that lovely message. There are more Louise, aren't there? Large families than we probably would have expected with the messages we're getting from listeners today. That's for sure, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't have mm. thought there was that many. Yeah, there. no, no, no. And I, they're really, really big ones, like. Really, really big ones. I, I see a message in there on the text. I, I'll, I'll get to it a little bit later on, extensive one, and more people telling us about the size of their families. So you've posted the jelly bag. <laughs> did. Uh, you can wear in my uh, all sorts scarf tomorrow. So you wouldn't ca- you wouldn't call what you have in your head there. There's a tassel on the top of it, mm. and the hat is like Just a call it jelly. A bobble what hat. would you call it? Bobble hat. Bobble hat. Woolly yeah. hat. Yeah. Mm. And a beanie. I've never heard. Honest to God, in all my years, there I've never go. heard a call that before. There you go. It's really cute. Remember it, and it comes from the war time. It comes from the war years, the forties. Uh, and I, I've looked at them, and you do Google it. It's had, but it had a long sort of trail out of it with a bobble on the end of it. You know what I mean? Like a Santi hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nearly like that. It comes from those times. It is a fact. Uh, but it's funny that it's Wee Willy Winkle. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or oh, the nightcap. You know, yeah, yeah if you're going to bed, that type of thing. It's funny that it's a name uh, peculiar 
to an area, this area and, and not others. Yeah, isn't it? Because uh, even the texts and you're reading people out and they all seem to be the ones that don't know are, aren't from here, aren't yeah, from Drogheda area, the, the greater Drogheda area. The greater Drogheda area, mm. yes. And outside of that, it didn't seem to be known as a jelly bag at all. A beanie, you'd call, if you hadn't the bobble on, you'd call it a beanie, would you? A beanie a, hat. A beanie hat, yeah. It'd be more of a thinner layer. Thinner. Can I tell you something? This to let you into a little secret as well of mine. Mm. I cut the bobbles off. I hate the bobble on the hat. <laughs> so if if I get a hat with a bobble on it, the first thing I do is I get a scissors and I nip off the bobble. I'm actually trying to think of, have I ever seen a man wearing a bobble hat? Oh, you will. Have I? Uh, I'm I, I sure know they wear will. beanies. I must look out for that. Ah, yeah, they, they do. But yeah. I, I, I prefer... Do you sew them up afterwards? No, because you just nick the thread oh. the way it's sewn in. You know, it doesn't damage the hat at all. You just take the bobble out of it. I don't like the bobble on the hat. Why? I just don't. I like not to have the bobble on it. I'm not saying I wouldn't wear it, but I don't like the bobble. They'd be given out to me about that. You're after destroying the hat. Look what you did. You took the bobble off it. Do you call that a bag hat or a jelly hat? <laughs> I just call it, just call it a, hat, a, hat, a plain old simple hat. That's all I call it, to be honest with you. Just a hat, nothing else. Anyway, there you go. You learn on late lunch, you do. Absolutely. And we learn Every on late lunch. Every day is a school day. Oh, listen, it's like being in class here and you're listening to the head teacher and it ain't me. <laughs> I'm the student here, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but you do, and, and it's great. We, loved, we love when listeners come back to us and, and, and talk to us about, th- about things like this. Really Must do been... other local sayings as well. Or yeah, the there, are, there are lots of... Oh, you know, I'm sad about one thing. I just want to mention it before we head towards music and news, weather and sport at uh, Jean Bourne is gone the weather woman ah oh, Jean retired took early retirement from the Met Erin she went without a word and without a word and well, by God Jean was famous wasn't she for the tight leather dresses and the That's colourful right. dresses long and black everything. hair oh the long Sleep. black hair oh she was one of the most she's probably the most famous weather woman uh, in the country anyway I just mentioned her we wish her well it's a big day of birthdays Jerry Murray from Beliver it's his birthday today happy birthday that comes in from Eddie Quinn our own Breach Cassidy it's her birthday today happy birthday Breach but I have to mention a man that I love to bits. My son Jared, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jared, and Shauna and Pippa and Harry and Sarah, your sister, your mum, Miriam, and all the extended family wish you the most wonderful of birthdays. And just for you, son, I know you love him. It's Billy Joel. Don't go changing to try and please me. Never let me down before. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody from large families who have been in touch with us. We're coming back to it tomorrow, top of the show on late lunch. We have had so many getting in touch with us and we're going to talk about it more. How many were in the families? What's it like to be part of a big family? Ned Lynch was in touch from Minolte in Meath to say he's one of a family of 17 and his wife came from a family of 13. There's two big families and they're married. Now, thank you indeed, Ned. Um, The money doctor with us earlier on the show giving us uh, so good financial advice. His new annual is out, Money Doctors 2022. And John Lowe has kindly given us three signed copies. He'll organise them. Uh, the question was, well, we do know today you wear a jelly bag on your head, of course. And so many of you getting it right and knowing what it's all about now, including our Louise. Anyway, there's a copy of Money Doctors signed going to Johnny Campbell in Drogheda, Annette O'Reilly, who's in the league today, and Aoife McGinn in Dundalk. Well done to all of you for getting it right. Thanks to everybody 
Andy, who sent us in an answer as well. We do appreciate it. Now, my soundtrack this week is from the wonderful musical Les Miserables. I always find it hard to pronounce that. It's words you just can't pronounce. There are some of them. Les Miserables is one of them in my book. Anyway, anyway, Les Mis, we'll say, is the musical in focus this week. And there have been many significant milestones for Les Mis uh, since it opened in the UK and the 10th anniversary, yes, on the West End concert, it was memorable. It took place in uh, the Royal Albert Hall on the 8th of October 1995. And what was significant about it was that Cameron McIntosh, the man who made it really in the English-speaking world, selected what he called his dream cast to perform on that special occasion, including our own wonderful column C.T. Wilkinson in the lead. Roll on 15 years and the production celebrated its 25th year with an absolutely spectacular show at the O2 Arena on the October the 10th, 2010, and indeed this week in Song on Late Lunch. I'm featuring many of uh, the songs from that particular performance. And I must mention John Mead from Navin, who was in touch with me to tell me that remarkably, he attended both the 10th and the 25th anniversary shows. John, lucky you, good on you. What an experience to have in your lifetime. And of course, by this stage in 2022, the 35th anniversary has come and gone uh, with the show playing still on and off during the pandemic. So today on Late Lunch, it's the final song from Act One. And folks, there's no doubt about it, a rallying cry for the ages. The hair is standing on the back of my neck as I listen back to it. Oh my God, such a performance, such a show. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Did I tell you that we've been to see it five times? (laughs) Yes, we have. And we've seen the wonderful Killian Donnelly, our own Killian Donnelly, twice in the lead role in London and here in Dublin. And what a story Killian has from he joined the cast to rise up through to the lead role. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, more... From Les Mis in words and song round about this time tomorrow afternoon on Late Lunch. Yes, Fuzz Gigolo are a local band. They're a six-piece. Fran Thornton, Sinead Bellew, Emmett Fallon, Colin Murray, Anthony Cairns and the wonderful Maria Clark who joins me on the line this afternoon. Hello, Maria. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for having me on the show. Not at all. Not at all. You're an overnight success after a number of years. Is that fair enough to say? It is indeed, yeah. And uh, the band, like I've been together uh, since back in 2014. So um, the the new lineup in the band. Now we've been together for probably two and a half years, uh, but we've been working away hard, even with the lockdown. Like we we haven't stopped uh, rehearsing. Fran's been writing, and uh, we're looking at recording new songs now at the moment as well. You know, so mm. it's all it's all good. Do you do you reckon you know it, the lockdown has been shocking and sure we miss yeah. you and the live gigs and everything but in a way oh, has it enabled you to be you know creative and put more into the writing and the music end of things? 
Oh, definitely. Like, we've been working non-stop now. Unfortunately, we did have to, we had a busy schedule uh, in December. Uh, we, a lot of gigs we had to cancel, like mm. the Sandhills in Dublin, uh, the Smugglers, Rassenclare Head, Sarsfields. Like, there was, there was a lot uh, of gigs we'd cancel. But at the same time, we, 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 we've been out in Crookwood uh, studio. There's a lovely guy out there, Enda, who looks after us. And um, we we're just we're just recording and uh, looking at that now, and then we're we're just rehearsing there and loving it, you know. So it is yeah. making us work really hard. We've never stopped, really, mm-hmm. you know. And we love we love what we do, you know. You have a great sound. When I look at the, you know uh, trying to assess your sound, when I it, it, this is some mix because I played him last week, Ian Jury, the beautiful sound, and a twist of Joe Cocker. That's interesting, isn't it? I know it's it's. Such a great compliment uh, that we were given, you know. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you describe it as uh, lo-fi rock. Hmm. Uh, we joke and say it's gigolo rock, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, you know. So um, no, it's, it's a real feel-good sound and uh, get people up dancing, you know. And, yes. You know. Yeah, and, and and you've been, you know, when times are good, you're always on the go and you've taken in the likes of Electric Picnic, Vantastival and many others yeah. as well. Yeah. So, exactly. look, look, you're hearing, we're hearing today, please God, fingers crossed and everything else crossed, that we're going to move uh, back, you know, to a sense of normality and hopefully by no, the summertime we will. I'm sure you're eager to oh, really get going. We're ready to go. Yeah. Like, uh, like, going back to lockdown, actually, we were very lucky uh, to be involved with uh, Dermot Lambert he's been a huge supporter of the band uh, over the years and then um, we did uh, we were delighted to be involved in Crinog Minogodam and uh, Michael D. Higgins actually sent a letter that was read out you know congratulating them thanking them for getting the bands together to do this uh, project yes. and then we did like a lockdown tour with them as well that was in the Sound House and Spirit Star so it, it was brilliant you know so we've been on the go but uh, we're so delighted that the song has been given uh, you know airplay today and and, um, you know, people are sending us lovely messages, you know, so yeah. it's, it's it's just fantastic. Oh, no, you deserve it because you're hard goers and you've come through tough times. When you mention, you mentioned the Spirit Store there in the dock, yeah. Uh, yeah. wonderful venue. Uh, you think about Navin and all it has to offer and the Drogheda music yeah. scene. In the northeast here, we have a vibrant scene of wonderful local talent and music, haven't we? And you know that. Definitely, definitely. And, like, you know, when the restrictions are lifted, like, we are a band that supports other bands like we go and see them they come see us mm. you know so it, that's what the, uh, the guys in Dorada are like we, like we, we all know each other you know so yeah. it's really good and then like the, the big coup that we had actually on Friday uh, the Irish Post they've 2.2 million followers they actually shared our video online so we were just so delighted mm. um, we're, you know and then hearing from yourself Jerry was brilliant that you were having us on yeah, the well show. I have to say and put my guards on the table it was the Irish Post post that alerted me and I saw it and I picked up and I thought, my God, no, listen, this is really going places. I know. So, a new EP with a, with a single. What we're doing now is we're going to release a second single in April. Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to do next. So uh, watch this space, you know. So we've loads of songs that we want to get out there for you to hear, you know. So um, terms and conditions, so we're so happy that everyone loves us, you know, yeah. and uh, like Fran Thornton is the songwriter and um, he has so many great songs that we sing, you know, so um, mm. we had a brilliant uh, release of Terms Conditions there in the queues. That was an amazing night, like we, we sold out the place and they were just fantastic uh, in there, you know, yeah. and it was just, just a brilliant night, so, uh, you know, 
Yeah, there's loads more to come, you know. More to come. And the name Fuzz Gigolo, who picked up on that one? Fuzz Gigolo, uh, Fran always jokes, um, it, Duxie uh, is the, Colin Murray is our bass player. So uh, years ago on one of those old phones, I think he was typing something in and those came up and they just put the name together and just thought it was funny and uh, it worked, you know, and that's what we do. always say, we're keeping the buzz and fuzz, you know, like <laughs> we're, keeping, we're keeping it going, you know, and yeah. we have so many jokes about fuzz, you know, uh, Oh, there's so many I couldn't even tell you. you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hold on to the hold on to You can tell me when when, yeah. when when we're at one of the gigs. Anyway, Fuzz Gigolo, I love the name. Fuzz it's a, a real mm-hmm. ring to it. Anyway, new single on the way. Terms and conditions. We're going to hear now in a moment. I'm going to play yeah. out with it on the show today. Thank you Brilliant. for joining me, Maria. Thanks for having us. And. Um, you're so good Not and at all. I hope everyone likes it Thank ah, you, they love it I bye promise you. you bye Maria take care yes we're going to hear terms and conditions in a moment from Fuzz Gigolo that's a lot on late lunch this afternoon tomorrow on the show yes we have a luxury men's and women's accessories designer Neve Gillespie is with us Rachel Graham's back nutritionist the new food pyramid eating for health and the WHO recommendations and the Eggman Oliver Hoy is here too but Today, as we say goodbye, and uh, Eddie Caffrey on the way, as I said, next on LMFM Radio, we leave you. I really like this one. It's Terms and Conditions from local band Fuzz Gigolo. Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk, and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Flex. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.